Good morning out there, all of you Box 2 Radio family, friends. Uh, we love you so much. Uh, super happy to be here with you this morning. We, of course, um, have a few announcements that we want to get to real quick. Um, again, we ha- the Needham Cumberland Presbyterian Church Homecoming is coming up. Um, it will be this Sunday, the 25th at 11 a.m., Um, And then it will include singing by Josh McMillan, followed by a potluck. And um, the pastors, Eric and Daniel Hornback, are excited to see everyone. Um, So they're inviting all out to um, just worship with them and fellowship that day. Um, And then again, Wilson Home, VBS, Keepers of the Kingdom. Um, That'll be June 27th through 30th from 6 to 8 p.m. And then... Of course, the VBS here at Bethel, we're super excited for that. Um, It will be Thursday, August 3rd, 6 to 8. And then Friday, that Friday the 4th will also be 6 to 8. And then Saturday will be 10 to 4. And that day will be the commencement. Uh, They get their um, certificates and they will have a fun day with family to stay that that whole time. Um, so we're super excited for that. Um, we'll get more information out there. And then again, um, any of you that are tuned in right now, don't forget about Lance Johnston uh, coming back. If you missed him the last time he was here at Madrid, he will be back July 16th at 7 p.m. Um, here at Bethel. He'll be here on a Sunday night, I believe, August 6th is a Sunday night, right? Let me check on that. August 6th, yes. Um, so our August 6th, also at 7 p.m. And then um, the conference that's coming up, make sure to mark the conference on your calendar. This will be a soul, a harvest crusade, um, and it's going to be here at Bethel Fellowship. Uh, we're making plans for that, making provisions for that, and that'll be September 10th, 11th, and 12th. So get that on your calendars. So, this morning, do we have Mr. Bjork on the phone? Yes. Oh, good morning. How are you? Excellent. Glad to be here. Awesome. It's good to to hear you. It's good to talk to you. Um, I just really appreciate the last time you were here. I remember running into you in the sanctuary, and you were praying um, over all the prayer requests there. So, that was awesome to just see you praying for everyone here at at Bethel Fellowship, and um, how's how's your wife doing? Uh, she's doing fine. Awesome. And, uh, and, and my daughter-in-law Heather is uh, getting her last chemotherapy. Oh, hallelujah! And my son uh, has sent us a prayer request because his boss at uh, the army station where he's working noticed what was happening to Heather, and he has a. 16-year-old girl with bone cancer and um, his daughter and so he asked if we could pray for him and so we're extending our reach a little bit there in the U.S. Army. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you mind if we pray real quick before you get, you sure. take blast off into, into your science talk? You bet. Okay. Go ahead. And what is her name again? She's 16 years old? Lily. Lily? Old Lily. Okay. Yeah. All right, Lord, we just come into agreement right now. God, we speak healing over 
Lily, Lord. We pray that whatever is coming against her body, Lord, that you would dry it up, that you would speak to that thing and that it would be gone, Lord. But in the process, Lord, I pray for peace for the family, God. I pray for a faith to arise. And Lord, more than anything, I thank you for the testimony that's going to come from this situation, God. We trust in you. Um, we say, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Lord. And I just pray out of this situation, God, that you draw um, Lily to you closer than she's ever been before. The family, Lord, bring them together in such a unity with each other, Lord, through this time where they can lean upon each other, rejoice when they rejoice, and weep with each other when they're weeping, Lord. Um, and I just, I pray that every person listening to the sound of our voice this morning, God, would keep uh, Lily and their prayers would would uh, fervently be praying because we know that the prayers of a of a righteous person um, availeth much, Lord. That you hear our cries, you hear our prayers, and God, I just thank you for what you're going to do in in Lily's life. Um, and I believe that you are you are more than able to heal, more than able to heal, Lord. So I just speak life into her. I speak blessings into this family, Lord, and I thank you for what you're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, are you are you ready, Mr. Bjork, to I am, blast yeah, off? Yeah. All right, well, go ahead. Take it away. Exciting things are happening throughout our whole solar system from one end of it to the other and even into the Milky Way galaxy uh, and, and even some interesting things that are happening on Earth here will get you caught up with that. But um, we're looking at uh, Jupiter's ocean moon, Europa, because it's the subject of a uh, whole worldwide effort. The um, JUICE spacecraft by the U European Space Agency is on its way to Jupiter, and um, we, are, we have a mission that's also going to Jupiter, um, and it's complementary, of course, to the other missions. And um, we have the... Uh, uh, reviewed the Galileo spacecraft uh, data that is that we years ago we had a spacecraft go to Jupiter and, and gather this basic data that we have now that we're using uh, to do this next mission. Uh, that was in 1995, so it's been a while. Um, <clears throat> but it has studied the gravitational field of Jupiter and, of course, has found this big ocean, a saltwater ocean like our ocean, on the planet, and um, we are trying to gonna, we're going to go see if, of course, there's a lot of interest by a lot of scientists who want to find out if there's any possibility that there's life in that ocean. And so, and the European Space Agency is in the same mode. They're, they're sending a, that their spacecraft, and I'll talk about that in a minute, but we have a, um, concern about the Jupiter uh, moon uh, Europa, uh, and we have a di we're going to. I'll tell you about the Europa Clipper that we are sending it right after the right on the uh, heels of the European Space Agency device, and um, <clears throat> there the concern is there's that they have they're we're starting to worry that Europa doesn't have a completed core. There's we've got uh, um, data that is. Um, contradictory and uh, we have to get at that straightened out um, but it, it looked like Europa had a similar type of uh, system that the earth has 
has a a man a iron like mantle in the middle and and a layer of uh, um, earth that eventually becomes the soil that you and I see um, on top of that. Um, but they have reason to believe now that they're they're concerned that that core isn't properly formed, and so that's going to be a real interesting uh, thing. We when we send our system, which is going to happen at the end of this year, uh, after the European Space Agency system, which is on the way, um, they're actually they're going to end up having a year lead on us, but our system is going to actually pass them, and we're going to get there before they do. And, uh, <clears throat> and I'll tell you how that's done. I've got some very interesting space systems that are, uh, allow us to make that happen. Um, the different kind of uh, accelerations we get from the different planets. We're just like the European Space Agency. We're using the uh, the method of getting close to a planet to get pick up its velocity and add it to yours, so you can get going pretty fast. And we're going to do um, a trip to uh, with our um, our system. We're going to do a, a system all the way over to. Uh, um, Venus and and uh, Earth, and then we're going to go by Mars. And every time we go by one of these planets, we're going to pick up some speed. And the European Space Agency is doing something similar. We just have a little bigger uh, rocket, so uh, we're able to end up with a much faster velocity. Um, but anyway, they want to look at the uh, the core of uh, Europa um, if or study it at least enough to know understand exactly what's going on. Um, it has a, uh, uh, we know that there is a saltwater ocean there. We just don't know what kind of core it is uh, that's underneath the sur- the surface that that ocean sits on. And um, it turns out that it used to be extremely cold, um, <clears throat> like minus 99 degrees, and of course you can't have much salt water at that temperature. But it turns out that because Jupiter has is such a com- tremendous gravitational pull, it has it has uh, caused the interior of the moon to um, uh, to uh, to have various kinds of motions responding to that gravitational field. And that ends up raising the temperature. So it's gone from minus 99 degrees F uh, Fahrenheit to 80 degrees Fahrenheit, which is like Florida. And so uh, it's, uh, it seems to it's changed the temperature tremendously, usually because of the churning effects of Ju- Jupiter's atmosphere, of uh, great gravitational field on this fairly large moon. So <clears throat> it's... Um, uh, we're excited about that because we know we can uh, um, get our spacecraft there and the European Space Agency is sending theirs and we'll try to find out if there is any life in that ocean and if the ocean can be used by future visitors from from Earth. Um, in the meantime, something else has happened. We've um, uh, got a uh, star uh, racing out of the um, Milky Way galaxy, which happens from time to time, um, but this is a very unusual star because it's 
it's broken the speed record for anything uh, we've ever seen before uh, of an object inside the Milky Way galaxy. And um, this thing is moving at 5 million miles per hour. That's an incredible thing, uh, incredible speed. It's the fastest thing we've ever seen. And it's not coming our way, thank goodness. That's good to know. Um, but it is uh, uh, unusual to see something quite that speed uh, going uh, at that kind of velocity. So it's kind of a, an amazing thing. It's, it's uh, got the record right now for speedy stars in the, in the uh, solar system. Uh, it uh, reminds you of the old cartoon or the uh, show on TV. They had Flash, you know, guys could roll very fast. Well, this is the universe's answer to Flash. Um, it's incredible uh, high-speed uh, star, and it's got uh, a bunch of planetary uh, scientists all excited about that. And um, uh, we we have, there's more than one of these stars flying around through uh, in our area of the Milky Way, but we've never had anything with this kind of speed. And so it's a, it's a really neat, uh, it's got all our astronomers extremely excited, of course, as you can imagine. And uh, <clears throat> we have... Um, uh, the James Webb Telescope, and we, uh, of course, one of its one of its important missions is to examine the planets around other stars. We call them exoplanets, and um, uh, this telescope has been specifically designed for that. But it needs it needs some help. There's another module they have to launch in order to have uh, help it with this. Uh, examination process um, they've got a number of planets we're looking at that are really not that far away I don't know if they found anything else in Alpha Centauri which is only four light years away uh, this particular um, uh, focus they're doing right now is in the Trappist uh, star Trappist one is a star that's about 40 light years away and everybody's excited about it because it has a whole bunch of, uh, has like seven planets, and out of those seven planets, there's at least five that are inside the habitable zone. In other words, they could be possible places where you know, we could have a colony if we could ever get there. Forty light years is a long ways, and it's, it's obviously something that is going to take a long time. Uh, uh, my, I had my students there at Bethel uh, looking at going to Alpha Centauri, and they, which is only four light years away, and um, four and a half light years, and and they they one of their jobs was to find out how long it was going to take, and they were allowed to go at 20 percent the speed of light, probably because uh, uh, Carl Sagan and uh, Paul Allen, who was that time, he has subsequently died, but he is uh, the two of them had decided that we could, with a little effort, we could have a spaceship that could go at. Uh, Twenty um, percent uh, of the speed of light, and so they used that, and they determined how long it was going to take them to get there, and they had to come up with that number, and they came up with twenty-one years. So if you're only four light years away, it takes you twenty years, twenty-one years to go there. And I, we have uh, 
families with children, and the children grew up and would drive the spaceship at the end of that period. So interesting. Uh, now we've got Trappist One found with lots more planets, and that, but unfortunately, it's 40 light years away. So it's a 10 times as far, and it's going to take 10 times as long if we, if we don't do any better with the speed of our spaceship. Um, <clears throat> but it has, uh, uh, Trappist One has uh, that many uh, planets. Now they decided that. Uh, one of the planets probably has no atmosphere, so it doesn't have any gas on it, uh, but they have detected gas on uh, the other Earth-like planets there, and uh, so we have a spacecraft um, uh, that we're adding to the space telescope. Uh, it's called MANTIS, and uh, M-A-N-T-I-S, and that's um, uh, an acronym stands for Monitoring Activity from Nearby Stars with UV Telescope Imaging and Spectroscopy, M-A-N-T-I-S. You're going to hear several acronyms in this this uh, uh, this uh, program today because we've got the European Space Agency, and they got their own set of acronyms. But anyway, we have Mantis um, uh, is going to be added now. It's going to fly up to the space station and connect um, work, uh, consolidate with it uh, to increase its capability so we can study what's going on on these planets that are near, that are fairly near our own uh, star. And um, so it's, uh, and it's, it's got a planetary scientists are all really excited about this. It's going to have two of its own telescopes that help it uh, point uh, and join up with the space uh, web telescope, which is incredibly uh, capable, and it found these uh, planets and has been studying them and taking measurements on them, and we know a lot about them already, even from this distance of uh, 40 light years. So um, uh, this is going to be a really uh, important discovery, because normally we were hoping to find some planets around some of the stars. We did not realize we were going to find so many around the star that's so close. So we got to—it's going to be a real good project to find out uh, what uh, what that's like and what, what different uh, different planets have. As um, we know that, uh, and the way this works is they 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 give the planets uh, number A, B, C, D, E. Uh, so you got Trappist One A would be the first planet. Trappist One. B would be the second planet and so on, and one we, we've already decided probably doesn't have any atmosphere. And But B, C, D, and E all have atmospheres, and they're in the habitable zone, so they could all have liquid water on the surface, and it could be a... So they're going to study it and see what kind of gases are there and then decide if it's a habitable, and um, that will be an important uh, uh, discovery if we find out it is. Um, the uh, Mantis uh, satellite that's going to be added to the space station um, uh, has a acute uh, a cute uh, uh, system on board, <laughs> and believe it, that's a, that's another acronym: the Colorado University uh, Ultraviolet Transit Experiment, C U T E. And it, uh, 
launched it uh, uh, in uh, uh, in 2021, and um, it's going to hook up now with the uh, uh, space telescope, the Webb Space Telescope, and uh, they've been examining the leftover explosions from uh, stars that. Um, and it happened in uh, uh, have these happen periodically, and we're anticipating more in uh, more in 24 more explosions in 24 for them to look at. And they're going to have these things uh, Mantis are hooked up with the James Webb Telescope to tell us all about the planets around the nearby stars. Now, something else has happened. Um, you may have he- heard the term quantum computer. Uh, talked about uh, quantum computers are it's a new form of computer uh, extremely fast uh, processing uh, we have computers right now which have a very fast processing but this is going to multiply by a large amount uh, the speed of computers in the future <clears throat> they've already built a couple of quantum computers to, to experiment with them. And um, these uh, quantum computers use little tiny bits in their uh, design of their uh, computer modules. And these bits um, allow the thing to be extremely fast. Now, the only problem with the quantum bits is they also can be noisy which makes their they're hard to get stable. But assuming they succeed in, on these quantum computers, the speed is unbelievable. Um, the, right now, um, the computer that they have that takes 200 seconds to run to solve a big problem um, is equivalent to... Uh, a normal high-speed computer would take 10,000 years. So we can do in 200 seconds what would normally take 10,000 years. An unbelievable uh, speed up. And, uh, and uh, you know, they've got a lot of experiments going on. I, all the computer companies, IBM and so forth, are thinking it's going to be a tremendous thing for the future, and I can believe it will be. It's going to improve our computer processing ability remarkably. So another mission that has happened in recent days um, by the European Space Agency, years ago we sent uh, a a probe to Mercury, the MESSENGER spacecraft, and we learned a lot of information about um, Mercury, we found out it had its craters are full of water. And uh, so we have water and water ice in those craters. And we found that was a delightful discovery. So the European Space Agency is, send, is sending a robotic spacecraft to Mercury um, to update our understanding of it. And they have done a, a great job. And they, their, their spacecraft was designed to come very close to the surface. They they flew that thing past the Mercury surface and only 150 miles off the surface, so they're getting enormous um, 
improved uh, understanding of that planet. The mission is called the Bepi Colombo Orbiter, and it's um, going to do. It, it took it took several flybys. One of these planet flybys that we talk, told you about, where they because of the pull of the sun is so strong. They're using, you know, first of all, Earth, and secondly, Venus, and then finally, uh, Mercury itself uh, as a means of slowing the spacecraft down so it can go in orbit around it. And it is successfully, and it went zipping over the surface of, of uh, Mercury at 150 miles and uh, adding tremendous amount of uh, data to the uh, NASA uh, mission data that we got with the messenger spacecraft so it's um, uh, exciting development there and they've got some terrific pictures they've sent back on the surface of mercury i i had hoped that because of the water ice and the craters that we could actually have a base we could actually put a base on uh, mercury in <clears throat> one of those craters where the water ice there and you're protected from uh, meteors and other things because you're down in a, in a sort of in a hole in the ground uh, yet you're uh, studying this very small but interesting planet um, and it could actually have a man-made at least for temporary purposes base there on the planet Mercury so they've gotten some enormously uh, valuable data from that uh, uh, mission, uh, the uh, messenger spacecraft that we sent several years ago, and now the Bepi Colombo uh, um, ship that's going to sort of a joint venture between the European Space Agency and the Japanese Space Agency. So you got JAXA, which is a Japanese space agent like NASA, you have the ESA, ESA, is the European Space Agency, and they're working to get together to form this uh, this activity. We had one other interesting thing that I wanted to bring, uh, since we've got opened the subject of it in recent history. It turns out that we've had a Boeing 747 <clears throat> uh, apparently encountered two UFOs in Alaska. And it created a fair amount of excitement since they came extremely close to the aircraft, it seems. And, of course, you had the 747 giant thing with a lot of people on board. And then you've got two little triangular-shaped uh, vehicles of some sort they claim is a UFO. It was a, created a fair amount of terrifying experience since they came so close to the, um, the airliner. And, uh, and some, they were able to get some pictures of it, so uh, you're going to hear more about that, I'm sure, over the course of time. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm having to get myself transformed to the idea. I never thought that those things were real. <laughs> and, um, and I'm having to, uh, and I've had several people comment on my last program where I told about the NASA program and the uh, uh, Department of Defense program, how they're obviously taking this very seriously and it's uh, not a joke or anything anymore it seems to be a serious thing and now we've had this incident in alaska where <clears throat> yeah two of them come horribly close to a heavy uh, airliner um, 
and uh, created a fair amount of excitement up there. So I'm sure we'll have more uh, of this type of thing in our, our next program. We'll be getting more of the uh, DOD and the NASA uh, information that they're generating on the on this this particular subject. So this is a. It's been great to have you here this morning to be with you on this uh, this program, and we'll have a uh, a bunch more next week with some more. I wanted to mention again they had the JUICE program. The J U I C E is the European Space Agency program, uh, and their mission to Jupiter also is a parallel uh, effort to the um, uh, NASA. Uh, program with the uh, uh, Europa Clipper. They're going to combine that data. It's going to give us a whole lot of more information about that planet. And that's, that's all that's ongoing now in this period of time. We'll give you an update on it in the next program. So good to be with you, and I hope you all have a great day and uh, look forward to our uh, next opportunity. God bless you. Sounds great. Thank you so much, Mr. Bjork. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Well, it's about time for a break. I'll go ahead and read that first trivia question. Um, Friday question number one is, What king's acts are said to be recorded in the book of Jehu, the son of Hanani? Hanani. (laughs) That's a little bit of a tongue twister. What king's acts are said to be recorded in the book of Jehu, the son of Hanani? Again, you can call the station at 270-257-2689. And we'll be right back here after the break on Mornings with Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. And we're back here on Mornings with Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. It's a great morning. We have a full house here. Um, Super excited for what this morning holds. Did you get an answer yet, Mariah? Okay. Well, I'll go ahead and read that answer again, or that, not the answer, <laughs> the question again, <laughs> and then see if uh, you all can call in during uh, the time that we're on here this morning. Um, again, it is what king's acts are said to be recorded in the book of Jehu. Again, what king's acts are said to be recorded in the book of Jehu. Again, it's 270-257-2689. So this morning, again, we have a full full room. We have Miss Gracie Hayes with us again today. Hey, How are you doing? I'm doing good. I have another girl with me. Hey, you know, yeah, we're hey. balanced. We That's we have right. three girls in here. We got Mariah in the studio, and we got three guys. So we're we're Great balanced this morning. Hey, <laughs> um, we got Brother Gerald and Denny. How are you guys doing? Oh, doing great, doing great. this morning. Awesome. Hey, and then you all brought a friend with you. Yes, yes. Uh, my friend, uh, Lamar Hardesty, uh, we met probably close to a year ago and and there's a term fast friends i mean we became fast <laughs> friends and uh the lord just uh allowed us to go ministers to some of his family and man it's been great and just mm. i love that guy he, he's for real he's as real as he can be and i love him i i tell you i just thank the lord for having him to call me i mean just Right out of the blue, you know, but uh, I, I I had been doing a radio program on WJCR for a few years, and uh, but and he had he had heard me there, and so uh, 
evidently liked what he was hearing, so he called me up. <laughs> and we've just been great friends ever since. So, Amen. That's yeah. awesome. I love friendships like that where oh. you can sharpen each other. Amen. Amen. Like oh. you and Brother Denny. Yeah, right. <laughs> Amen. The girl picks me up on Fridays, and uh, he was talking to me about a guy named Lamar Hardesty, and I said, I worked with that guy. So as it turns out, Lamar and I worked together for several years before I retired. He's worked out some after that, but now he's retired. So uh, we know each other very well, and now him and Gerald have met and, and known each other very well, so we become a threesome. Now you're like the Three Musketeers. The three Amen. Musketeers. Amen. <laughs> With Amen. Three, the three. <laughs> but, not, uh, not the Trinity, but a Trinity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like what's it. the Bible say about a uh, three-strand? Uh, strand cord is strong not easily broken not easily broken amen amen so well awesome well i'm glad to be here this morning Uh, i know that we usually don't do well i don't know if pastor aaron always does the study in john on fridays um i know he likes to encourage um other pastors and things like that but um he's on vacation this week and i thought we could just continue in the study because uh miss gracie here with us she she really enjoys the study. She's been coming in. She came in uh, one other day this week, and it was just, it was awesome to dive in the Word together. And so um, we are still in John chapter 12, um, but verse Oh, did four. you get to 12? Yeah, we got to 12. Oh, okay. I was listening to you yesterday uh, in uh, the first hour uh, and a little bit after the, the 8 o'clock hour. And yep. uh, Brother Greg was talking about how that he had been raised from the dead, you know, yes, and, like and got getting born again. Well, and it all started with, you know, during the break, he, Brother Greg was saying, he was like, you know, I wish that the Bible gave more detail on Lazarus. Exactly. Because he was saying how it gives more detail on Mary and Martha, um, and he wishes that there was more, you know, what happened afterwards. Right. But then he, on the break, we realized, and he just, I mean, the Holy Spirit just came over him, and he was like, but there was so much, there wasn't even a need for detail because of all that happened. And then right. he was like, right. I'm Lazarus, and you're Lazarus, and we're Lazarus. Right. And it right. was just, it was powerful. And and the thing, too, I was thinking about while you all were talking about that, that possibly if there was very much attention put on Lazarus after that, it might become almost like a worship. Oh, mm-hmm. he was dead, and he's rose from the dead. Man, he's really a man of God, you yeah. know, stuff like, like an that. Id- idolatry. Right, right. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Right. That's true. Amen. Yeah. Amen. But, but there's one one verse in there in uh, 1148 that's uh, really important uh, concerning the end of the world. And it's uh, Romans 1148. And the end of the world, you know, uh, It's extremely important because the Jews were kicked out of their country for years. But this verse here is proof that the Romans were in control of Israel while he was there. Uh, they had they had the synagogue. They could go in the synagogue and they could teach the Word of God and everything. But the Romans' uh, history says that 
that the Romans took control of Israel in 63 B.C., before Christ. And he, here in John eleven forty eight, it says, if, if it's talking about killing Lazarus, it says, if we let him thus alone, all men will believe on him, and the Romans shall come and take away both our place and nation. So that's evidence that the Jews, even though they lived in the land, they were not in control of mm-hmm. the land. And so I, that's just, to me, it's, uh, it, to me it's really important because uh, that the Lord said that he was going to bring them back. In Deuteronomy twenty-eight sixty-four, he said, if the Jews sin, in Deuteronomy 28, the first uh, 13 verses are just blessing on top of blessing. You know, if you read it and familiar with it, you know it's true. But from verse 15 on to 64, God talks about all the curses that's going to come on them. And 28:64, he says that they will be scattered throughout the entire world. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, they weren't scattered at this point, but in 70 A.D. in Luke 21-24, uh, the Jews rose up against the Romans. They was going to drive the Romans out, and uh, they were saying back for it. Anyway, uh, the Romans killed thousands, took many captives, but they destroyed the temple. You know, uh, evidently Jesus had been talking about the temple. I mean, the disciples... We're telling you about how beautiful the temple was. And, you know, Jesus said there won't be one stone left upon another. Well, in 70 A.D., the Romans are the one that destroyed the temple and took it apart stone by stone. So that prophecy was fulfilled. But this one here, to me, it's important because, you know, it's obvious that even though they could go in the synagogue and teach the Word of God and everything, they were not in control of their own land. So that's why that verse uh, was so important to me that they had to kill Jesus and they had to kill Lazarus too because everybody was believing on them and Mm -hmm. they was going to lose their position. So that's why they were so upset. But uh, I I didn't, uh, I wasn't able to listen whenever you went into chapter 12. So I'll, I hope I didn't get too far off track there, but anyway. Oh, no. Well, yeah. we, uh, we got to verse 4 verse and four. 12, so we talked about the oil for a long time, the right. anointing of oh, Jesus' feet. And so that, we covered the oil, and uh, it really just sparked a lot of different conversation about worship and about um, about our own oil, you know, not trying to, to get the oil from others to sustain us, but we have to have our own oil from the Holy Spirit and the anointing and and honestly just the shadow of what um, is happening there and how we knew that God already anointed Jesus but she was it was like a visual when she was anointing him and and he later says we didn't get to it yet but preparing her or preparing for the burial Um, I think that's actually in Matthew in the Matthew right yeah Matthew 25 yeah and I, I really liked it you brought out that point that they couldn't get somebody else's oil. They had to get their own oil. Yeah. 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 And I really like, especially that it was costly. And I, yes. I would like to talk about that again. Amen. That how costly the oil Amen. was. Amen. Um, but, yeah, if uh, does anybody want to read for us 
It's starting in verse 4. Sure, I will. Okay. Uh, and you just tell me when you want to stop. Okay. Verse 4, Then saith one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him. Why was not this ointment sold for three hundred pence and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief, and had the bag, and bare what was put therein. Then said Jesus, Let her alone against the day of my burying, as she kept this. For the poor always you have with you, but me you have not always. Yeah, I think we should stop there. Yeah, it sounds like a good place to yeah, stop. That, yes. That's powerful. Gracie, you have anything mm-hmm. on those verses? Um, yeah, so for me, whenever I was reading it, I find it interesting. You know, Judas just immediately jumped in and started scolding Mary for what she was doing. Yeah. Um, but Jesus immediately silenced him, mm-hmm. and he immediately mm-hmm. praised Mary for her actions. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> and so to me, that really stood out. Amen. Um, and, you know, the chance to honor Jesus at that time, it wouldn't always come. Mm-hmm. And to me, reading the last of what Jesus said, you know, you will not always have me, you know, me here in flesh. And I found it neat how you had to point that out. Um, but it's kind of a little bit of foreshadowing to me, you know, mm-hmm. foreshadowing from Jesus on his part saying, you know, you're not always going to have me here. But yeah. Judas just didn't, he didn't see it. He only seen the face value of it. He was scolding her for it. But really, it kind of stems from himself. You yeah. know, self of greed, self of things Amen. struggling with. Yeah. Amen. Um, but Mary didn't. She just seen Jesus for what he was and gave her heart in that moment. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of see this frustration coming from him. But we know that he he was serving the enemy. Like he was serving yes. Satan. Yes. He was full <laughs> of lies and deception. Amen. And he was, I mean, his whole, at that point, I mean, this is right before I believe that he's about to betray Jesus. Right. So right. at that point, even it's like, he might have even been feeling guilt for what he was. He knew he was about to do all of these things, deception, and it, we just see here. I think where, you know, somebody is pure is doing something out of a pure act of worship. Amen. Something that the Lord brought out to me when I was studying this is there's always going to be evil that tries to come against it. Amen. Yes. Every time that somebody's pouring themselves out in pure worship, it's going to stir up the devils. It's going to make them upset and irritated and frustrated because the enemy does not want pure worship to feel like it it talks about like an aroma fill the fill the right. whole room amen. because that affects amen. other people yes it, it touches other people it amen. brings breakthrough for other people so yes. i kind mm-hmm. of thought of it in that way too when i was reading it is like wow but mm-hmm. the the sad thing was is that judas was so deceived because after all of this comes about i know that he knows the truth he knows the truth, but he was so deceived himself too, and so he was deceiving. Amen. Amen. It's a heart condition. Yeah. Yep. Right. It shows where your heart is, really mm-hmm. is. Her heart was in worship, and she loved Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Judas Iscariot, he loved money. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it's a heart condition most any time over anything that we do. It's, it's true. Where, it's where your heart is. There your treasure be also. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yes, Amen. Yep. The Bible says that the heart is desperately wicked. Yeah. Above all, who can know it? Amen. Jeremiah Amen. 17, 9. Yes. And so it shows the condition while one uh, loved Jesus, one loved himself, wanted to get rich, whatever he wanted. I don't know what he wanted to do with his money, but he wasn't concerned about the poor or anybody else. He was all about him. Amen. Yeah. But it's Amen. always, it's always going to be a heart condition. Either you love him 
or you don't. Yes. Yeah. Either yes. you serve him or you don't. Right. Yeah. And that's what I see in, in that. <laughs> Amen. Mary's heart, she loved Jesus. Yes, she did. And I love how he answered it. For you always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. Yes. Yes. I love how he didn't retaliate. He didn't, uh, like, that was truth. He just answers with the truth. Yes, yes. He yes. answered a lot of questions like that. I, I, I love his answer. Uh, one mm-hmm. time when they asked him about, uh, he, they asked him a question, and he said, let me ask you a question. John's <laughs> baptism, <laughs> was it of men or was it from heaven? And they said, uh, we can't tell you because they would be convicted if they told the truth in the matter. Right. Then Jesus told them, he said, neither I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Just a simple little answer, uh, like yeah. you said. But powerful. But it, <laughs> yes. But there was a pretty good rebuke, too. Yes. Yeah, I mean, he, uh, yeah. he basically let them know, you know, what yeah. they were up to. They were trying to deceive. I like his answers. Yes. And one time he said, you go tell Herod that old fox. Yeah. Call the fox. Amen. Uh, I'd like to say something. Uh, I think it's in John, but you know it says, no deceitfulness ever come out of Jesus' mouth. Amen. Amen. He's always humble and kind. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. That's because the truth was in him. Yep. Amen. You can't lie when there's truth. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> That's the true. The truth can't lie. Huh? The truth can't lie. I like that. A- Amen. Tal- and the fruit, t- you will know them by their fruit. Yes. Yep. Well, Titus 1 2, in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. And Hebrews 6 18, that by two immutable things, which it is impossible for God to lie. So. The truth is in him. He couldn't lie if he wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. of course, we know Jesus didn't want to. Yeah. But and that's um, why he's so he is holiness. He is holiness. Yes. And he's yes, worthy. Yes. He's trustworthy. Yes. The yes. The only yes. one that's truly trustworthy. Amen. Because he can't sin against us. He can't lie. Right. He's right. the only. He's truly Amen. has the best interest for us. Yes. Yes. Amen. Pretty even soon. though, even after everything the world has done against him, right. everything that his children have done mm-hmm. against him, every time mm-hmm. his children run away, he loves mm-hmm. us that much. Amen. Man. You know, kind of to say something off of what you said earlier about any time we go into worship or we try to move further in Jesus, yeah. the enemy's always there. Yeah. They're always going to throw something at us. But, you know, to further that, it's comforting to know you know, us as Christians, as believers, that we have a mighty God standing behind us yes. that says, hey, leave her alone. She yes. <laughs> you know, I so, love that. You know, I kind of was reading through that, and I'm like, you know, Jesus, he was right there. He yes. didn't hesitate. He's like, hey, leave her alone. You know, she's doing the right thing. Yeah, you know, and I love that. I didn't Amen. think of, I mean, I did think about that, but not in that way of, like, <laughs> right. it was so fast. Like, yeah. right. it was like he said that, but then Jesus immediately answered. Yes, amen. And amen. that is so true because... Jesus is interceding for us. I sometimes I just like to picture that him him oh. at the right hand, just yes. making intercession for us, and just the fact that we know, like when we stand on this truth, and we mm-hmm. that's when the enemy has mm-hmm. to back down. Like he has to back down anyways because mm-hmm. Jesus is fighting for us. But that's when it's just such a feel, an empowerment to not let the enemy bother us when we know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, my father's fighting for me. So Amen. He's got a lot bigger roar than you do. Like, Amen. Again, it's just so comforting. It is because no matter what the enemy throws at us, even if it's a lot like Job, even if it's things that seem like are never going to end, it does nothing compares to the love of Jesus and his power because he has no rival. He has no equal. 
he is he stands alone amen amen aren't you glad to have a father like that i am <laughs> amen. i'm really glad amen <laughs> he doesn't leave his children defenseless no no he don't and exodus fourteen fourteen says for the lord will fight for you amen. and be ye still and and i was definitely praying that yesterday evening because i had something happen that's kind of extreme and I, I friend lord help me to be still and not say negative stuff you know <laughs> and it's yeah. trust you for once in my life trust you uh i mean well i know i've i've done more than once in my <laughs> life <laughs> but uh, you know just please help me uh to not say anything negative but just trust you yeah. like you want me to and uh I know he does, and I know that he's going to take care of it. Uh, I, I was, uh, I got stranded on the highway, uh, almost had an accident, and my brake, the the hydraulic booster, hydro boost on the brakes broke, plumb off, and my brakes went to the floor. And I couldn't get out of the road. And uh, so I was really in a mess. <laughs> and I got out of my van. And uh, uh, it was on a long curve. And, and I could see if anything was coming. But the people coming around the curve couldn't see. So I had to run back there and, and flag them down, keep them running into my van. And it was clear, tell them to go ahead. But I made this statement. And, and I, I was almost proud of myself afterwards, but, uh, I mean, I was in a mess. But I said, uh, Jesus, I know you're going to deliver me because you always do. But, man, I'm in a mess. I need help. <laughs> and I was out there, and I called my wife to call a wrecker, and uh, she called two of them that were close, and nobody could come get me. <laughs> and... Uh, this other guy stopped, and he worked for a record company, but they were in Owensboro, and they were 25 miles away. You know? So I, I said, I need somebody quick. And uh, I was out there flagging the traffic, and uh, there was a little junkyard across the road, and they had been crushing cars, but it was on the other side of a little hill. You couldn't see nothing. And uh, I think they would have brought a load of crushed cars out is what caused all the traffic to stop. And I, I almost hit a little SUV in front of me in my van. But the Lord protected me through it all. And uh, But uh, then this other guy that went to church with me about two or three years ago, well, he recognized me. So he came up there and, and uh, was doing the flagging for me. So I thought maybe I might be able to get my van where I could get it out of the road, but I couldn't. And then all of a sudden, I looked up, and over this little hill come a wrecker. The guy lived right up on the hill. His wife had went by and seen me in a mess, and uh, uh, she when she got home, she was right there, right there about 300 yards from where I was at. She called her husband and said, can you get down there and get that guy out of the road? <laughs> and here, here, a wrecker come over this little hill, and I run across the road where he's at, and uh, 
I was talking to him, Ben, and he said, well, let's get you out of the road first. I said, okay, <laughs> sound good to me. So uh, he hooked on to me, and uh, he said, uh, what are you going to do with it? And he said, well, I know you. We did some work for you. I said, yes, you did. <laughs> and he said, well, I know where you live. I said, well, if you don't mind, just take it to my house, and I'll figure out what to do with it. And he did that, and I said, how much, how much do I owe you? And he said, what about $20? I said, I'll give him forty dollars. I said, "Thank <laughs> you so much," and uh, but the thing that I, I was honestly proud of myself, <laughs> Jesus. I know you're going to deliver me, but I need help quick. <laughs> <laughs> and he, in, in Isaiah, uh, I believe it's sixty-four. I'm not sure about the chapter, but he says, "Before they call, I will answer," mm. and the Lord had my answer. Right over the hill, just right out of my sight. I mean, it it wasn't a city block away. It was just right there is a little hill, and they were all on the other side. Amen. And, and right there, before I called, the Lord had my answer. So mm. praise His holy name. Amen. Amen. Before I call, the Lord already has my answer. Yes, yes. I love that. Amen. Any listeners that are, you know, you're crying out for something, or maybe you, you know you need something, but you haven't even cried out yet. That verse is so encouraging. So uh, encouraging. Amen. I had a scripture I was going to share with you, but I was thinking about that, uh, what you talk about. The Lord knows what you need. Uh, I got stopped one day at work. And I was turning in. It's a long story. I'll make it short. And and so I I turned in, and the city cop followed me down to the end of the road. And I was going to pull off there. I was in the factory building and stuff. And I was going to you take a left, go to the parking lot. But I was going to stop there. So he cuts me off. And he jumps out of the car, and he says, what are you doing? I said, I was going to stop right here. He said, you are just going to try to get away from me, weren't you? I said, no. He started cussing. I said, sir, I don't want to hear that. I said, I'm a Christian. I don't want to hear that. He said, are you saying I ain't? My point is, I was as calm then, more calm than I am now. And then I found my my found my receipts and the lights and everything. It had to be God because I never could find that stuff. But, I mean, the point is, I was so kind. I was so calm. It was unbelievable. And the Lord just took care of the whole situation. He said, go on to work. I didn't even say what I'd done. You know, wow. but I was thinking about when we was talking about this uh, things. I was thinking about Romans eight thirty six, scriptures that I really like. It says that is it, as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are uh, accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come, uh, nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. No matter what you're going through, I'm telling you, neither death nor height nor any of these things shall be able to separate you mm. from the love of God. Right. Amen. Amen. Good preaching, go, brother. Go read Romans 8 on the break, everybody. <laughs> it's an amazing <laughs> chapter. Amen. Uh, Amen. Amazing book. Praise so Lord. we're at the hard break now. I'm going to read that trivia question again. Um, did we get an answer for it, Mariah? No. Okay. I'm going to read it one more time. What king's acts are said to be recorded in the book of Jehu, the son of Hanani? What king's acts are said to be recorded in the book of Jehu, the son of Hanani? It's so weird to say. But call the station here at 270-257-2689. 
270-257-2689. And we'll be right back here after the break on Mornings of the Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. Amen. All right, we're back here after the break on Mornings with Box 2 Radio. It's been a good morning, good word today in John 12. Um, we still don't have a trivia answer. I think we're throwing everybody off on this book. I, I feel like I need to give some sort of hint here. Okay, so for this question, there is, there's no book of Jehu. So you're not trying to find the book of Jehu. It's recorded in a... A different book of the Bible, so the, it's mentioned in this book. It's right. not. There's no book of Jehu, so let's see if that helps. But I'm going to go ahead and read the second Friday question as well. So the second Friday question is: What king of Moab was famous as a sheep farmer? What king of Moab was famous as a sheep farmer? Call you can call in at two seven zero two five seven two six eight nine to get your name in that drawing. All right, and then I also have. A dad joke of the day. I just want to apologize to all of our listeners out there. I take full responsibility for forgetting the dad joke yesterday. I don't know. I might have ruined the streak, actually, because I think we have a dad joke every single day, and I just want to apologize. Lord, forgive me (laughs) for missing that dad joke yesterday. But today's is pretty good. So when do you go at red and stop at green when you're – when do you go at red and stop at green? Anybody know? When you're eating a watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> go at red and stop at green. That's good. I like that. That's good. That's good. That's Amen. Really good. Amen. Um, and actually, we do. We have the drawing today. That's right, Mariah. Okay, so we will have that drawing today. So get your answers in for these questions. That second one was, what king of Moab was famous as a sheep farmer? Two seven zero two five seven two six eight nine. Well, today's conversation has been good, y'all. Jesus is—he's so good. Amen. He's so good, and amen. I just—I love that statement. Jesus coming to defend her. Yes. It's yes. So good. Now, do you did you ever find that one verse in Isaiah, brother? Uh, no, uh, I didn't. We need to find that because that's a good. He knew the answer. Uh. Before they called, before they called, he had answered, or I, I will answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amen. Uh, we'll have to find that where that is later. Yeah. Um, I, I tried to look at it on my phone, and my phone oops. doesn't have the connection. So, uh, well, we'll it could could be before they call. I will hear, but hear. I, I'm pretty certain it's I will, I will answer before they call. I will answer. I mean, he already. Mm-hmm. He he had it provided already. They just didn't know it, you know. So yeah. Kind of like me. I didn't I didn't know that record was over the hill. <laughs> <laughs> if I'd have known that, I might not have got some nerves. Yeah. <laughs> or so. Uh, but that builds our faith, you know. Oh, absolutely. It builds our faith. Y- yes. I mean, how how can I ever forget that? You know. I mean, I was in a jam. I needed help quick. I'm sitting on a curve on 54. You know, people coming. And it's a long curve, so I don't think it even has a speed limit on the curve. So you can go around a 55-mile-an-hour and not be in danger, you know. So, uh, I mean, they were coming pretty fast because we were running probably 55 when uh, all these cars started stopping in front of me. It was uh, 
in the afternoon when people were getting off from work. So there's quite a few people on the highway at the time. And uh, so they started braking in front of us, and, and I, I hit my brakes all I could do. And this uh, SUV in front of me, uh, I was going to the left, and then they started coming to the left. And I thought I was going to have to run in the ditch to keep them hitting them and uh, push them on the brakes all, all I could. And ev evidently with those power brakes that put so much pressure on it that it broke the bolts off on the side of the brakes. Uh, the mechanic that fixed it for me, uh, he grew up, his dad owned a junkyard. So he has worked on cars since he's big enough to turn a wrench, you know, as a child. And he's like 55 years old now, and he fixed, fixed my van. And I asked him, have you ever seen that before? He said, I've never seen that in my life. Amen. And I <coughs> asked somebody else uh, that uh, haul cars uh, would run a record service. Ask him if he'd ever seen that before in his life. He's, he said he'd never seen it before in his life. And uh, so I, Amen. the Lord had my answer before I ever had the problem. But, but I got stopped uh, right before I hit the car. And uh, so I put it in park because if it's in drive, it won't, I can't hold it still. Mm -hmm. And then after everything started moving in front of me, I couldn't get it out of park because you had to push on the brake in order for it to come out of park. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I was stranded. <laughs> and God had the answer. God and we had, have that verse. It's Isaiah 65, 24. 65, 24. Okay, yeah. I knew it was right in there. 24. Right in there. We had some listeners uh, trying to find it with us. So. Right, right. <laughs> found yeah, it. I, I knew it was around in that area in Isaiah 60-something. Yeah. and. Uh, well, that's but awesome. I didn't have the address imprinted on my yeah. brain. <laughs> well, you knew the words. So I knew the words, yes. Yeah, so you have the word in your heart. So amen, that's, that's right. I just didn't put the address in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thankfully, Google, I'm thankful for Google because there's a lot of times the Lord will drop a scripture in my spirit, not the the numbers, but the words. Right. And I will look up the words and be able to find the address. Right. It's like a little... Uh, uh, Strong's... Exalted concordance, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, Google is so much quicker. I yeah. mean, I mean that right there. Yes. That's that's the only blessing that I know. <laughs> but, brother Roger, how are you, sir? <laughs> I, I know you're just fine, brother Ron. <laughs> uh, Amen. Praise the Lord. So. Okay, so Mar uh, Mariah was that Mary and Ernie Vincent that got their daughter okay uh so brother ernie's daughter sherry got that second question right praise the lord so that that answer uh it, the question was what king of moab was famous as a sheep farmer and it was mesha or misha second kings three four thank you right. yeah amen well awesome well somebody let's get that first question i know somebody can get it what king's acts are said to be recorded in the book of jehu the son of hananiah what king's acts are said to be recorded in the book of Jehu, the son of Hananiah? And that's in quotation marks because it's not an actual book in there. <laughs> right, right. Um, 
Well, this has been good. Um, Amen. I, there's just so much in these verses. Yes. There's so much. And the fact that um, her oil was so costly, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know. I just, she was given everything that she had. That was something that stood out to me, too, mm-hmm. in this story, was she was giving it every single thing she had. Did you have something to say, Gracie? Yeah, sure. Um, I was thinking about Mary and the oil since yeah. you kind of brought it up. But um, for me, when I was reading it, you know, I I look at her actions toward Jesus. So just something as simple as her letting her hair down um, and anointing his feet. You know, only servants would let their hair down in public at the mm-hmm. time. You know, Jewish people, that wasn't a custom that they did. Um, yeah. And then her immediately going to his feet rather than the head, it just really shows her humility and her humbleness toward Jesus Amen. and her Really, it just shows her heart, kind of like what he was saying before. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that's so good. Mm-hmm. And then I just think about, you know, how immediately Judas tried to come against it, against the purity. And then and then we talked about how Jesus stood up and defended her and immediately came to her, um, her defense because he knew. He knew the fruits. He knew the heart. He knew Amen. the mind. He knew Amen. the intentions of the heart. Um, but then when it talks about how, you know, these next verses, you know, the heading is the decision to kill Lazarus. So you can kind of see there um, in that next portion that they wanted to kill Lazarus. They We all know they wanted to kill Jesus, but right. it was because so many people were starting to follow Jesus exactly. from that miracle. Amen. Yes. Um, and so I I just kept thinking about how many times do others or a lot of times the enemy, but the world try to kill what God is doing. Right. Kill the move. Right. Kill the miracle. Kill Amen. the, come Amen. against it and say, well, that's not true. That's just, that's fake or whatever it is, whether it's coming against with words, coming against with laws and regulations. Right. Amen. Coming against what God's doing through um, literally anything. It's just the world, the world hating Jesus is still, you know, he tells us that they're going to hate us. Amen. We love him. Amen. Um, and so I just thought about that, even on a small scale, but also a large scale of how much this just stands as an example, them wanting to kill Lazarus. How much do people want to kill the miracles today? Amen. Well, look at the king that killed all the young people, the, yep. the babies, yeah, uh, trying to kill Jesus. I always thought, thought it was funny <clears throat> Lazarus would be, be there and he'd be sitting up there with someone and hey, they want to kill him. They want to kill Lazarus. Yeah, we nobody ever talks much about that, but they did. They want to kill Lazarus everywhere he went. They want to kill him. Mm-hmm. They want to kill Jesus. They want to kill Lazarus. They want to stop the gospel. Amen. They don't want the good news to get out. Amen. It's Herod, the King Herod. Mm-hmm. I think maybe he was right. the third that uh, yeah. mm-hmm. he had all those babies killed and uh, trying to kill Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I just think about the pride <coughs> that so many people had, and they and still the pride that's running rampant in the world today because. I mean, if you see someone brought back <coughs> to life or someone healed, someone's child healed that's been battling a disease, all of these things that Jesus did, but then the pride is so great that you can't be happy for them. You can't have joy for them. Like, it's just, it's sad to me, but it's, I know that it still happens today. I know right. that it's not just something that, that died here. Amen. You know? Amen. But I know I'm so thankful <laughs> for the truth. And the, the unveiling of our eyes of of those of us who who know the truth so that we we aren't blinded by that pride to not be rejoice with people when they get a healing. Right. Rejoice with people when they have a miracle because right. 
it's Jesus. Like it, it's Amen. a manifestation of the glory. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if we can get past the, the feelings of jealousy, the feelings of comparison, the feelings of pride, all these things that try to get disrupt the unity in, in our world, then we can truly see Jesus in all of his beauty. But really until we get past those things, past ourself, really, when we just die to ourself, we're able to see his glory and what he's doing. Amen. Amen. Again, it's, it's a heart matter, I tell you. Yeah. And uh, I should desire today to see someone healed. I should be happy. Yes. yes. You were sick and God touched you. Lord, I yes. I should be happy. Lord. Even though I was sick and he didn't touch me at that particular time, he did you. Right. I, we should rejoice over that. Yeah. My right. goodness, why would I be sad or upset about somebody being healed? Yeah. Uh, you know, it just shows you where the heart condition is. Yeah. Right. Amen. Amen. And you talk about it, if you weren't healed. Uh, to me, there's a a good picture of that. Uh, you know, they were showing, talking to Jesus about how beautiful the temple was and all of that. And uh, how many times had Jesus went into the temple? And, and just think about this. You know, when Peter uh, and John went into the temple and, and the lame man at the temple was asking for alms mm -hmm. and peter said silver and gold have i none but such as i have give i thee in the name of jesus christ rise up and walk how many times had jesus walked by that guy and he he was still lame mm. you know to me that's a good picture and god's timing uh our time is not always his time mm -hmm. you that's know I, I want things but I'm not ready for them yet. Yeah. And at, at that time, maybe the guy had faith to believe it when Peter, Peter said that. But up to that point, even though Jesus went in the temple, we know he went in the temple, right? Mm -hmm. And it, the Bible says that the lame man sat there every day and, and asked for alms. Yeah. Well, how come Jesus didn't heal him? You know, it's some, something to think about because... Uh, well, without faith, it's impossible to please God, and evidently he he didn't have faith to be healed, even though Jesus walked by. He didn't have faith to be healed, but at that time, maybe he had heard enough gospel that he be, he believed the gospel. Now, when Peter says, such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And he got up and walked and leaping and praising God. So, yeah. Amen. But... You know, our our God's timing and our timing is uh, that doesn't very well fit a lot of time. You know, I mean, I I, I want it now, and the Lord just, you know basically say, Gerald, you know, it's not time. You know, I mean, he he don't he don't just uh, tell me that. Oh, I don't think he he. Well, I don't I don't know if I've ever heard him tell me that just straight out. You know, it's not time. <laughs> <laughs> but just like this building. I mean, a year and a half ago, it was in my heart. I mean, man, I believe God was going to do it then. You know, but it's been a year and a half later. and uh, But he did give me a building. He did put it in my heart, and he did give me a building. And probably the day after the 4th of July, uh, I'm not sure yet, but I'm kind of in my mind. I, I, I think we can have it set up to where we can go ahead and open, let young people come in and uh, 
play games and have a good time, but they're going to learn about Jesus Christ. Amen. There's a better way than drugs and alcohol and everything that's out there. Is any of their friends teaching them about Jesus? I got a feeling that they're not. And I started to say a while ago that uh, I went to a church uh, Wednesday night and shared quite a bit of this testimony about what the Lord is doing. And I think the youngest person in there was something like 22 years old. And there's a singing group that has a song, and they travel all over the country. And this this song was uh, 20 to 30 years ago, and I know you can look it up, but the name of the song is, Where Are the Children? I mean, they go sing in these churches, but where are the children? Now, and where are they at now in, in a lot of churches? Where are the children? Uh, they, they, they have been overlooked. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, uh, the pastor of this church at one time, uh, I was talking about working with the children. And, uh, well, God didn't call me to do that. I believe God calls every one of us to be a light and and a witness. And young people are lively, and they jump around and do things that we don't like all the time. Uh, but they need to know about Jesus. And like I've said before about this COVID, in Isaiah chapter 24, verse 1, the Lord said he's going to turn the world upside down. Verse 2, he, na- he names every adult on the face of the earth. We all fit in there somewhere in verse 2, but he does not mention a child. Who did that COVID-19 affect? It started with the old people. Uh, what Deuteronomy 6, 7, we were supposed to teach our children and our children's children and about God and the Word of God. And they have failed to do it. You know, in the 60s and 70s, uh, I'm 76, so I was born in 46. So uh, when uh, the Jesus Revolution happened in the 70s, well, they had already started uh, the rock and roll and drugs and stuff like that. I said the Beatles and Elvis Presley was a curse on America because they got uh, influenced the wild life of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And they were a curse to America because there are so many went that way. I've got a friend that when I got born again and I talked to him about Jesus, he got extremely angry at me. But he he never got born again. He went off and left his wife and two little girls when they were about uh, three and five years old or something. They were young. He was a Harley Davidson guy. And he got a, another woman and got on that Harley and went to Florida and went all over the uh, southern part of the United States drinking and doing drugs and just living the party life. But what about his children? Were they ever taught about Jesus? 
Well, they had a good mother, and I'm sure they were taught about the Lord. But their dad, they went for years with no communication from their dad. And uh, so he definitely didn't do his responsibility of teaching his children. And how many, Brother Denny, do you know in, in our age group that got born again and started serving Jesus? Uh, there was a very few. And that COVID would kill old people and on down. But by the time it got to uh, 20 years old and under, uh, it's like COVID couldn't touch them. And uh, I believe it's because we didn't teach them about Jesus. Now, I got born again when my daughter was three years old. She said she got saved when she was five years old. She said she got spirit-filled when she was seven years old. So she has maintained her walk with the Lord, and she's uh, 51 years old now. So uh, I taught mine, and uh, COVID hadn't killed me either. So <laughs> praise the Lord. But I really felt like that was a judgment that just really started. And uh, another thing that really fits COVID, and Isaiah 24:10, it says, "Every house shall be shut up." And are we running out of time? We have a few more minutes here. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll just be just a minute here. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Isaiah 24:10, it says, "Every house shall be shut up." Verse one, he says, "You can turn the world upside down." When in the history of the world has every house been shut up? All over the world during COVID, they were shutting up every house. You can't come in or I, I can't go out. You know, I mean, that is just, to me, a huge testimony uh, that the Lord allowed that uh, virus to spread throughout the whole world to get the world's attention. I mean, the world is coming to an end and we need to get ready. And that, to me, is kind of like a wake-up call, and it's just been going on ever since. So praise yeah. the Lord. I know Definitely. we're getting close. And I, I do think that, you know, the whole COVID season really did, it was a, lo- a separation of people who were dedicated to the Lord and people Amen. who were just Amen. Very good. P- filling pews and, you yes. know, seat warmers and in it for the wrong reasons, right. you know. Um, right. And not only that, but I think a lot of the Lord's children were tested, um, Amen. tested and tried and went Amen. through the fire during this time and Amen. there's been a lot of things come against the body since right. then and I mean, it's been it's been difficult to rebuild some things since since then but right. i believe it's for the 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 later glory that's coming Amen. i believe it's preparation keep I believe, preaching young girl i believe that it's um it, it's everything that we need to be pruned refined for what is to come, the glory that's to come, because we needed a bride. I mean, the Lord's coming back for a pure bride, a yeah. holy bride, and I think Amen. that it really is the direction that the church is going into. I know it's hard to look at the conditions right now and see that, but I really feel it in my heart and in my spirit that everything I've seen happen in the how fast God's answering prayers right now, and yes. just the direction that I see us moving in is that latter rain absolutely so you're praise, exactly right praise you're, the lord thank praise you Jesus. the lord amen um, when we come back we'll get into some more of this discussion um maybe some more of john but uh we actually got a, a answer for the first trivia question praise the lord uh gary cox got that one right and that was the acts of jehoshaphat 
found in Second Chronicles twenty thirty four. So when we come back, we'll get that spin wheel uh, for the prize going, and um, we'll be right here back here after the break on Mornings with Box Two Radio on the Box Two Radio Network. All right, we are back here for our last segment of this morning broadcast here on Mornings with Box 2 Radio. It's been a great morning. Good conversation over the break. Um, Love having a full house here. Um, Are we ready to spin that wheel, Mariah? I'm I'm curious. Who's it going to (laughs) be? Oh, Joey Sosh <laughs> is the winner. The dad joke. How do you say that word? Connoisseur? Connoisseur? I don't know how to say that. But Joey Sosh is the winner. So we will get with you on what your prize is. I'm actually not for sure what the prize is this time. But hey. we'll get with you. Um, I'm sure it's something great. Um, appreciate you, Joey. All of your dad jokes. I like the watermelon one. I will say I have heard that one before. But it's a good one, so Amen. I don't mind to hear it again. <laughs> <laughs> don't mind to hear it again. Well, I'm thankful for the joy of the Lord this morning. Um, I want to make sure to just encourage any listeners out there who um, maybe you're a leader, pastor, teacher, um, whatever it may be, um, just to soak in the Lord's presence, uh, seek Him for the the fresh bread, the fresh word that He wants to bring to His people this weekend. Um Whenever services are going on, whether it's Saturday, uh, prayer meetings that are going on, and for Sunday, for um, my prayer is just that everyone will be awake and alert for Amen. what the Lord has to say, Amen. what the Lord has to speak. And yes. I, my prayer all, as well is that um, all of the saints will come expecting and prepared with their garments of praise, coming to worship without any distractions. Um, whenever we do gather together, I just pray that everyone brings their joy with them and doesn't leave it at home. Mm-hmm. Never take your joy off. Um, come armored up with the full armor of, of God, and let's see what happens. Let's see what happens in our community when we all come in one mind, in one accord, unit in unity. And even if it, it can be a small group of people. I mean, look what Jesus did with his 12 disciples. Amen. <laughs> with that, that Amen. group, small group that was, you know, in unity and even one of them wasn't in unity with them so (laughs) i mean so if god jesus says greater things than this i I forgot how he words it but greater things than this will you do basically right i've I've been on this about for me is uh, this thing about fresh bread i I tell you i get upset with myself when i think i can live on past bread yeah it's not, and I get, I really get frustrated with me because we need fresh bread, and that only Amen. comes through praying and reading and, and yeah. doing things from God. Amen. You get your fresh bread, and that's when you get strong. When you have yeah. fresh bread, Amen. it's hard to, to fight a battle when you have day old bread or something. <laughs> yep. And uh, it gets uh, gets over. We need. I've been on myself about this for several weeks now, and so that's why I'm bringing it up. I I can say something about it because I'm on myself about it. Praise the Lord. We Amen. Fresh bread. Yes, and yes. God has has it for us every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. He has fresh bread, and if you eat the fresh bread, you'll make it through the day. Yes, you, you will. Fight, fight the good fight. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and I like what you said there too, because it it, it goes along with that uh, what we call the Lord's prayer. He said, "Give us this day our yeah. daily bread." 
you, you need to say that in the right. morning. You don't need to say it right before you go to sleep. Right. You know? uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, man, I your day is done. A little bit about that mm-hmm. on my radio program on uh, Facebook here a few weeks ago, talking about the, the Lord's Prayer. Right. Amen. Uh, so uh, I, I, I do get really upset with myself for thinking that you can live on yesterday's bread today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need to live on today's bread today. Don't worry Amen. about tomorrow. Jesus said, take no thought about tomorrow, what mm-hmm. you shall eat, what you shall drink, yeah. what you shall wear. Because mm-hmm. he's got all these things prepared for you. Yeah, Amen. he's got it all prepared. So this, that's right. Focus on today, what today. he's speaking right now. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's something the Lord's been speaking to me is not mm-hmm. to get ahead of him, too. Not to get so ahead of him, but to be present with the Lord. To be, His presence is here with us, so to be present and mindful of what he's speaking right now. what he, The yeah. beauty that, that he's giving us in our life right now. Yeah. The goodness that we see right mm-hmm. now. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we, we look, overlook his beauty and his goodness mm-hmm. throughout the day, especially when we give in to frustration or things that the enemy's trying to present at us to get us distracted. There's so many distractions in our world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to pray that all of the listeners today and us here in the studio included, the whole body, I just want to pray for the body of yes, Christ, Lord. Yeah. Um, that we would not get so caught up in distractions, Lord, Amen. that today would be a new day in Jesus' Amen. name, that your mercies are new and fresh every single morning. Yes. Um, and I just pray that Amen. you would help us in a culture where distractions are the norm. I pray mm-hmm. that you would help us to not mm-hmm. look to the left or the right, but to Amen. keep our eyes fixed on you. Yes, yes. To not look at the distractions Lord and get caught bless. up in them, but to be awake Jesus. and alert. Yes. Alert yeah. in this time, Lord, yes, Lord to Lord see Jesus. what you see in Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. He's the God of the now. Amen. Amen. And, you know, Amen. I was thinking about the fresh bread. You were talking about the fresh bread, and it brought something mm-hmm. back to my remembrance. So. I had gotten to where, and this is me kind of in my personal walk, but, you know, I just asked God, I was like, God, you know, show yourself to me in everyday life. Allow me to experience you in things that I wouldn't ever believe or know that I would experience you in. Because sometimes, you know, we get busy, we go to work, we do things we have to do. God understands, but, you know, we kind of want to separate it and be like, you know, I got to go to work today, then I'll have my God time later. But I was like, no, you know what, God? Show me you in every day. Show me you while I'm at work. Show me you while I'm doing my day-to-day tasks. And he will. So, you know, I feel like if there's anybody out there that struggles with reading the word or struggles with knowing God or struggles with just understanding scripture, Mm -hmm. just ask him to experience, be able to experience him. Ask him to show you himself every day. And he will. He will answer. Amen. I I love that because that's, that's everyday life. That. That's right. real talk. This Amen. is real talk. Yeah. Like, Amen. This Amen. is what it looks like to follow Christ is the everyday, yes. the consistent, the, all right, I'm going to work, Lord, but where are you at? I want to see you and everything. I want to see what you see here. Show me what you are seeing right now. I, I just love that. I love Amen. it. And it says, you know, to knock and the door will be open. Seek and you will find. Ask. We have not because we ask not. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's true. And, uh, what were you talking about go along that line? I'm 76 years old, and uh, I installed ceramic tile for a living all my life. And from time to time, I still did some tile work. And then, and I prayed, you know, the Lord just be with me, but then, uh, and help me. And there's been times when you're working 
you know what your work is like. But when it's going really good, I said, man, Lord, you're helping me so much. If you did any more, you'd be doing it yourself. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about just seeing him. Or, you yeah. know, this is good. You know, this works out real good. This works out real good. And I, I said, I told him a few times, you know, said, man, Lord, you're helping me so much. Uh, if you did any more, you'd be doing it by yourself. <laughs> yeah. And uh, But just that every day, every, any time of day, that the Lord is just always there. And, of course, you know, when we get really involved, we have to concentrate on what we're doing or we will naturally make mistakes. So, yeah. But the Bible has a term about the heathen that God is not in all their thoughts. You know, the Lord, in really in the back of our mind, God is always in all our thoughts. Even though, well, I mean, just like laying tile, you know, uh, uh, why why would I even think that the Lord was helping me if, if I couldn't see him doing stuff right there mm. in front of me, you know, and, and know, you know, it, it don't have to be this easy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, honestly, yeah. uh, most of the time uh, in, in natural life, it's not this easy. This world, uh, Job 14.1, Man's days are few in number, and full. man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. I mean, we have some kind of little trouble every day. So, that, and uh, but for the Lord to just always be there, and uh, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. So, to me, that's very comforting. I say, Lord, you know, I really need your help. You know, <laughs> and that, a very present help in time of trouble. Amen. David said, "Yes, sir. Yes, sir." So, Man. So I, he's always there. I mean, I, you know, when you need him, call on him. Amen. And thank him when you, you know, be sure you thank him through the day. And uh, oh yes, I, I hate to just call on him when I need something. I need to tell him through the day, Lord, I love you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Lord, spend yeah. some That's time good. with him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's something that the Lord desires our time so much. And something I've always been a bad multitasker, so it's always been hard for me to do, be doing something and be talking to somebody at the same time or be doing something and be um, thinking or, you know, doing two things at once has, has right. always been really hard uh, for me. Right. But the Lord has shown me that he lives within me, so right. I can be mindful of him. And even just me having my thoughts on him while I'm doing something, that's still in, like, the praying without ceasing. Amen. Being mindful Amen. of him. Exactly. Yeah, I exactly. can't believe that you can't be a multitasker. You're, you're a woman. Well, they can, you all can multitask. That's me anyway. I can't, I can't do much multitasking. I know. I feel a little bit like an outcast because I know I, I'm a lady, and I know I'm young, too. So it's like I should be able to, but I don't know. I think the Lord, part of it is the Lord has given me an ability to be very present with people. So, like, if I'm talking to a person, um, I'm so focused on, the, like, I'm not distracted on anything else. I'm present uh, with whoever I'm talking amen. to. And they that's, know that's when you're distracted, and they don't, yeah. you know, people don't like that. I mean, if, if they have a problem, they come to you, they really want to hear what you have to say, and they don't right. want your, your thoughts to be 20 miles away yeah. or, or further away, so that's good. Yeah. Amen. So it can good. be a good thing. It can be a challenge when you need to get things done, and you can't do 
do mm-hmm. things, but um, I see the good in it too. But, right. Um, yeah, the Lord's just good. The Lord is good, and um, I'm thankful. I'm just thankful for all that He's doing right now. Um, let's just have a praise minute. That's what Megan Amen. Porter says. <laughs> she praise says, the Lord. "Let's just have a praise minute." <laughs> oh. She says that when her kids are arguing and you know, kind of in chaos, and mm-hmm. her, she has two little boys, and she said that they'll be running around arguing, and she she'll be praising usually when she's doing chores, things like that. She'll right. be. Uh, speaking in tongues, uh, <laughs> uh, praying in her prayer language, singing at the top of her lungs, praising the Lord. And then her kids will be like, you know, over here just fighting. <laughs> and she's like, and when they do that, she's like, I just stop and I say, all right, let's just have a praise minute. <laughs> she, mm. she encourages them to start praising the Lord Amen. in that moment. Amen. And so well, I love that. I love that, that is good. That is good. Uh, <laughs> that, that uh, w- Miss Aaron this morning, I was glad he was gone uh, to be able to take a trip that needed. Uh, are yeah. they able to pick up the radio where they are? Uh, I, they should be able to get on the app, but I'm just not sure what they're doing right oh, now, okay. you know, on their vacation. But I think they've probably been able to tune in a few times. Yeah. I hope they have. Mm. Just to see, you know, how many people who have stepped in this week, and it's been awesome. Oh, it's been, uh, I thought about it, there have been so many people that took to take Aaron's place, you know, all the things that need to be done, and I was so glad to see that we had the people that were qualified to do it and was willing to step up and do it, and, hmm. and he don't have to leave worrying about anything. Yeah. It's Amen. all taken care of. It's really, it. it's a good picture of that, like, unity with each other, to know, to be able to... Uh, sharpen each other and rely on each other to do you know god's work amen even when right. one of us has to be gone because you know we we don't know what tomorrow holds we're not supposed to worry about it but we don't yeah. know where god's going to take us tomorrow no, or what you know what's going to happen and and so the fact that we can lean on each other we can be there for each other and lift each other up and fill in for one another amen that's what the yeah. body of christ right. is supposed to do and i'm thankful for the opportunity i'm thankful for you all and our mm. listeners who have been you oh, know Lord, yes. faithful listeners throughout the week Amen. i know our listeners love pastor aaron <laughs> yeah. i know they love him yeah. um, right. he, he's been doing this for a while and he's really good at he it is good. he's mm. really good at it um but i'm i'm thankful for everything that i've learned and that we've learned from him and and just i know he's still with us in spirit and oh yeah we want to honor yeah. him mm. and Honor all of our listeners just for being here with us this week. Matthew chapter 6, take no thought for tomorrow, what you shall eat, what you shall wear, what you shall put on, so not the lilies in the field, you know. Yes. I love that scripture. Amen. And it's 6.33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God yes. and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Yes. Amen. Yes. So, uh, Hallelujah. Yeah, but what an illustration, the lilies of the field. And old Herod and all of his glory, yeah. <laughs> he wasn't even close. No. Mm-hmm. So. How much more <laughs> does he love us? Spend or do they toll? Yeah. Yeah. Well, any other thoughts? We This morning, it's went by pretty, pretty fast, faster than I realized. Anybody have any last thoughts before we wrap up here today? Any listeners, you still have time to text us in if you have anything to share? With Praise us the morning. Lord. Yeah, we would like to hear. Mm-hmm. Not uh, that it made it makes any difference, but I, I wonder where that Mary came up with this ointment. I mean, it, it was a, a, a costly for the day, mm-hmm. and she must have had quite a bit of it too. Right. I that, think I looked it up, and it was in the Matthew, I believe. It was a denarius was the word that they used for, I believe, a 
uh, year's wages. Uh, and it uh, ended uh, up being three. A I penny think. a day, at, at that time we understand that was for a day's wage. Uh, you know, remember well, you mm-hmm. the marketplace. When yeah, they were there, they yeah. Agreed to work with a penny. Yeah, a one day's wage. Yeah, yeah. was yeah. called a denarius. Yeah. So three hundred, that would be three hundred days work. Yeah, that's almost a year. Three hundred days wages. Right. Well, I mean, uh, in America. Yeah. It's more than they work in a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> five days, five, five, 25, they work about 250 days, you know. Uh, yeah. And so it was very expensive. I mean, 300 days work, you know, if a man makes $25 an hour now, what's that $200 a day times 300? I, I mean, that's up in the millions. So. Well, they, they offered me a job and told me they'd pay me what it's worth, and I said I wasn't working that cheap. <laughs> I remember you t- saying that. Praise the Lord. I do like this though, and something that really stood out to me about how costly that oil was. Right. Was right. how she gave her all. Right. Like that. That's a lot. Like that's giving a lot. Like that's giving all. Amen. Um, and I just, it just reminded me that we are. We're supposed to do give our best mm-hmm. to Jesus. We're not supposed oh. to give him our leftovers or our scraps or <laughs> just what's left over throughout the day. And how many times? I mean, Lord, you know, I've done that so mm-hmm. many times. Mm-hmm. But I know you want everything else should be overflow of what the, the Spirit pours in us. But we should be bringing Jesus our first, first fruits Absolutely. every day, our Absolutely. best. Now they're, they're yeah. Different Marys, but I, I have a little trouble remember. Was this the Mary Magdalene that had the seven demons cast out of her? This was Mary, sister of Martha. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, I think, three different Marys. Yeah. Well, right. maybe more than mm-hmm. that mentioned, sure. but there was another anointing that happened with um, people think it was Mary Magdalene, but we we've actually talked about this um, mm-hmm. on the radio bef- mm-hmm. um, one morning. But a lot of people think that it was a different Mary uh, because it talks about. Um, what's the wordage that they use? But it's basically she was a right. sinful woman. They right. thought that she, you know, right. and they think that she was different than Mary Magdalene. Yeah, and I believe that was the one uh, with the seven demons. And yeah, because they said if he if he really was God's man, he'd know what this woman was like. And and they don't talk about this Mary with Martha's sister. They don't talk about her like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it definitely was the other Mary. And this Mary, you know, she had been through, her faith had really been stretched and t- and and tested with Lazarus, you know, her brother. Amen. Uh, what happened with him. And, you know, before she had been one of them that was like, well, Jesus, if you would have been here. Right. If you would have been here, then, right. then he would have lived, you know. But then she also, you see, I mean, this is the same Mary that sat at Jesus's feet. You know, while Martha was doing the preparing right, and all right, of this, right, and so she obviously she had a relationship with him, like she had a deep love for him, and I think he mm-hmm. was very close to this family, right? Oh yeah, right. he was for sure. Yeah, because they talk about Jesus, uh, I mean about Lazarus, wh- whom you love. Yeah, you know, yeah. they talk about Jesus yeah. loving yeah. Lazarus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they they had a, a great relationship before you ever died, for mm-hmm. sure. And I love that. I love how Jesus spends time with so many. He makes time for Mm -hmm. people. (laughs) And I know, you know, he's fully God and fully man, but he still was in the flesh, you know, and he was still had, you know, things come against him, but he made time. He makes time for people who make time. Yeah, that's the thing. That's true. That's it right there. 
Yeah, he makes time for those that that are giving him time. Right. Right. And give them. And she was giving him her best, giving him her all. Amen. Um, And I just, whew, I Mm. love it. I just think about worship, even this Mm -hmm. weekend, you know, even even in our homes tonight when we go home, in the Mm -hmm. morning when we wake Mm -hmm. up, just giving him our best worship. (laughs) Even when we're alone, when nobody else is around. Right. Um, Just pouring out whatever that looks like, Mm -hmm. whatever that worship looks like. Mm -hmm. But that, that's usually your most intimate time with the Lord yep. when you're by yourself. Yes, yeah, it's special. Uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Now, it's been great in here this morning. We've felt the presence of the Lord, and there's no question that he's here with us this morning. But our intimate time when we really receive instruction and mm-hmm. things like that is when we're alone with him, and he speaks and yeah. We're reading his word. We're partaking of that fresh bread, you yes. know, in the morning. And, and it seems like it's so easy for the Lord when we're quiet and partaking of fresh bread for him to speak and just kind of give us something special for the day. And uh, yeah. we love him. Lord, Amen. we love him. He's been so good to us. Amen. Well, I just want to encourage everybody out there um, to get in the secret place <laughs> Amen. this weekend. I know there's Amen. a lot of things that come Amen. for our attention, that come for our schedules. And I know there's t- you want to spend time with your family. There's things, responsibilities that we have. But just like Gracie was saying, include Jesus in it. Be mindful right. of Jesus. Amen. Take Amen. him with you. You know, Amen. Be mindful in all things. And that's still, we can stay in the secret place. In those times, even when we're going somewhere, going to an event with our family, Amen. and be Amen. that light. We can be Amen. that light wherever Amen. we go when we we are in that place with Jesus. We're so connected to Him. Amen. Um, we're never ne- never <coughs> leaving Him out. Right. Uh, I want to say we appreciate Lamar coming down and being with us today yes. too. Yes. Uh, Amen. Yes. We worked together, and uh, when Gerald started talking about you, I think he was shocked that I knew you, and I was shocked that he was talking about you. So, Amen. Uh, we've been trying to get him to come down. We're glad you came down with us today and uh, being on the broadcast with us. Um, glad the Lord touched your life. Yeah, and, and and if you're like me, if you've never been around this atmosphere, and uh, it's not as complicated as we think it would be, you know. And uh, so I just thought it might be a good idea for him to just come sit with us and then maybe next time you know he might want to talk or some, whatever but, yeah. but uh, were you gonna say something Gracie? yeah real quick um i was thinking about what you were saying and i was kind of going off of that but something god's been reeling into me too is your perspective and i was thinking about lazarus you know he was dead four days before jesus brought him yeah. back to life right um and a lot of times as christians as believers we want everything to happen right now we yeah. want to do we want to go we want to try to do it as much as possible Amen. and just do as much as possible because we have that spirit from the lord we want to serve yes. uh, but sometimes just change your perspective you know kind of put blinders on and just focus on jesus and yes. walk with jesus Amen. and do whatever he wants you to do and how he wants you yes. to do it because um, sometimes it's not all about like how much you can do, but how much you can just serve him and follow him and just Abide. be with him, yeah. be in his heart, you know, be crave yeah. his heart, you know, like yeah. and they think of David, you know, searching yes. for the heart of God, yes. you know, search for the heart of God. He wants you to mm-hmm. be close with him and see how he sees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I love uh, I think Jacob Swift talks about this, but um, there comes a point where we have to learn how to be a son and a daughter before yes. anything else. Amen. 
because that's our identity. Hmm. We're a, we're sons and we're daughters Amen. of the Lord, and that's yeah. where that is our greatest role in Amen. this life is Amen. being a son and a daughter, and right. everything else flows out of that because yep. right. our inheritance right. comes from who our dad is. Our Amen. inheritance comes, and through that inheritance, that's how we're able to serve and do because we have everything we need because we're yeah. we're in the ho- holy priesthood. That's we're, good. And if we trust him, if we trust in him and know that, you know, he's already walked our walk for us, Yes, you know, he goes before me, always beside me. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I hope you all are leaving encouraged this morning after the broadcast. Uh, I'm encouraged. I'm ready. I just pray uh, all the services, all the churches experience just um, just a sweet presence of the Lord. Um, I pray hearts would be turned to him. Hearts would be turned to one another in unity in Jesus name. And that um, the Lord's will would be done on earth as it is in heaven in each each. church house but in the body as a whole and i just pray unity in each uh each individual church body but in the whole body of christ in jesus name and i just thank you lord for what you're doing i thank you so much for what you're doing your presence what you're speaking what you're teaching us and i just pray that the word would penetrate the hearts at every uh every church this weekend lord um and i pray it would start before we come to church i pray it would start at home amen start in the prayer closet that you start quickening us lord and i just thank you for what you're gonna do thank you guys we love you and we'll be back next week with pastor aaron he'll be back with us but we love you have a great weekend praise god